0: Welcome to the Digital Hive podcast where we talk about all things digital marketing from websites to social media to email marketing and all of the advertising channels. I'm your host Emma Peacock. In this week's episode I'm talking you through search engine optimization for online stores. If you're listening right now on your phone and you're sharing about listening along on your Instagram stories make sure you tag us at honeypot digital so we can say thanks and give you a share. Product descriptions, category descriptions, and page content all contribute to your ranking, so be as specific as possible in terms of features, but also include information around how people should use your products. This might mean styling advice, occasions for use, or recommendations so that if they're searching for something to use for a certain context, they're more likely to be able to find you. If your products need something else to work, make that clear, since they may have the other part and be searching for your product. For example, if you sell lenses that attach to smartphones to make their camera better, the part about what type of phones they work on is an incredibly integral part. If it's not in the product name, it should be in the product description and the meta description so it shows in the Google results. You'll know what people should know about your product and what people should do with it to get the most out of it, so tap into that knowledge and get it down on the page. Creating blog content specifically around styling or use of the products is very beneficial for your ranking. It helps with making something shareable, but also ups those related keywords too. Say someone is looking for how to style a white shirt with jean shorts. Those words on the same page will help you rank on Google better for those kind of searches. When someone is looking for a dress to wear to a special holiday or event, having those keywords will help them find you. Just like any other site, your About Us page or any description pages are great for adding keywords in too, as well as providing helpful information for people. You can list off the countries you ship to, so when people are searching from another country, they can tell they will still be able to get your products shipped to them. You can list your payment methods, so if you work with Afterpay or layby, people can find you through those keywords too. Don't forget about the invisible content, your metadata. This is incredibly important because it's a piece of content that Google can pull from as the top content but also it's the content that is meant to entice people to click through from the results page to your site and not scroll through to the next option in the list instead. You can use the same form of SEO on Pinterest. While it relies on the content you provide not so much pulling through from your website, you can use what is working on your website to inform your title and descriptions across multiple pins linking to the same page on your site. Now that you know where to put the keywords, let's talk about how to find out what the best keywords are to be shown to your people. Look on your comments and DMs and find out how your people word their pain points and problems. You can also look on similar sites where people fit your target market, but who don't necessarily compete with you. See if there is any similar content on Pinterest you'd like to rank alongside. Then go to every search result you are optimising for and see who is ranking and what they do differently. Keep in mind your personal activity and search history will have an effect on how results show for you, so everyone sees slightly different content to you. Use this knowledge to inform you of what you could do better or different. Do not copy how they do it. You can also set up a Google Ads account, which is free, and use the Keyword Planner tool. It can tell you about search volumes and competition in ads, but also recommend keywords which might suit your website. Whether you run ads or not, this will give you some idea about organic search too. Ask for questions on your Instagram stories and see what people say. Engage with them as much as possible, not only to build a better connection with that individual, but also to gain further insight into their personal needs and how they apply to your business. Chances are, if one potential customer feels this way and words things the same way, others will too. Other than just Google search results, there are other elements you want to rank onto. Try to also get to the point where your Google My Business account shows for some searches by filling out the descriptions. If you have a physical store, get that in Maps and try to name your photos and optimize them too, so they can rank in Google image results. You'll also be able to search in video or Twitter results too, as long as you're creating that content. You will always be able to tell how you are improving over time through Google Analytics. If you find all those statistics overwhelming, grab my guide in today's show notes. It'll tell you where to look and how to tell what's working, so you can do more of that, Plus, it'll tell you where you're not doing so well so you can improve in those areas or not concentrate time or money on certain avenues. That's all the tips I've got for you for this episode. If you have any questions about your search ranking, ask away in the Digital Hive podcast community. If you're not already in there, you'll find a link in today's show notes. We'd love to see you working on your search ranking, product descriptions, and blog content. So tag us at Honeypot Digital if you post about it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love it if you could rate it and review it. I'll be back here same time next week with a new episode. Bye.